I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. And welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 135 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about the nullification of federal weed prohibition. Nullification works. U.S. Attorney General nominee William Barr admitted as much during his confirmation hearing when he called the current system of state legalization despite federal prohibition, quote, backdoor nullification. Now, he can call it backdoor or front door, whatever helps him sleep at night. But the bottom line is states have effectively nullified federal marijuana prohibition. At this point, we now have 33 states that have legalized marijuana for medical use. We have 10 states that have legalized completely. So pretty much when it comes to to enforcing federal prohibition, well, the feds have failed. The proverbial genie is out of the bottle, as, as I like to say. Now, it's interesting because You have a lot of people who will insist that, well, this isn't really nullification, and they want to go back and they want to look at the definitions. I actually saw an article. uh, It was today. I was doing some research, and it was by this lefty, and he was talking about how you know the the states have effectively undermined federal prohibition, but he really wanted to make sure we all understood that this wasn't real nullification, not the kind of nullification that that. John C. Calhoun was talking about, no, this is completely different. Here's the thing. What difference does it make? I mean, it's all semantics. That's why at the Tenth Amendment Center, we use the term nullification in practice and effect. That's really all we care about. We don't care if the law is wiped off the books. We don't care uh, you know, if it adheres to some, uh, some principle or, or whatever. The bottom line is it works. This is the advice that James Madison gave in Federalist 46. Doesn't have anything to do with John C. Calhoun, certainly doesn't have anything to do with slavery. Madison said that a refusal to cooperate with officers of the Union was the strategy that states should use when the federal government uh, commits an unwarrantable act or even a warrantable act that happens to be unpopular. So we have nullification. You can call it what you want to. You can call it backdoor nullification. You can call it front door nullification. You can call it anti commandeering. What we're concerned about, what we really want are results, and we are certainly seeing 
results. It's interesting because people used to tell me that, oh, nullification will never work, Mike. The federal government's too powerful, and they'll just crack down. Well, they tried to crack down. Oh, they tried to crack down. Go back to 1996 when California first legalized medical marijuana. If you go back to those early years, you'll find that the feds really did crack down. They cracked down hard. I mean, people were thrown in prison. People had assets seized. They would go in and shut down medical marijuana dispensaries, and then they would open right back up, sometimes even on the same day. Because here's the thing. People cared about the issue enough. People thought it was important enough to make sure that marijuana was available for those who needed it for medical purposes. That was important enough for people to risk being thrown in jail, for people to push back and fight the feds. And ultimately, that movement grew to what we have today, where 33 states, like I said, have legalized medical or legalized marijuana in some form. So anyway, back to Barr. He basically admitted that nullification works when he said that he would reverse a policy implemented by former Attorney General Jeff Sessions and the Department of Justice under his leadership, would not prosecute marijuana users, cultivators, or businesses if they're in states that have legalized cannabis. So you might remember a couple of years ago, Sessions rescinded the so-called Cole Memo, which was an Obama-era order that directed prosecutors to take a somewhat hands-off approach in states that have legalized marijuana. So the Cole Memo asserted that marijuana is illegal under federal law because, oh, we can't let anybody forget that. But the directive prioritized enforcement based on several criteria, including preventing the distribution of marijuana to minors, stopping interstate trafficking, uh, stopping drug money from funding gangs, and a bunch of stuff like that. So, during his confirmation hearing, Barr said that he would uphold the Cole Doctrine, which, like I said, Sessions got rid of a couple of years ago. This is what Barr said. He said, I'm not going to go after companies that have relied on the Cole Memorandum. To the extent that people are complying with the state laws in distribution and production and so forth, we are not going to go after that. But, okay, Let's make this clear. It's not that Barr is some kind of marijuana advocate, okay? And people said this about Obama all the time. They would say, oh, well, he just likes weed. Barr does not like weed. Uh, Obama didn't like weed either. In fact, the Obama administration actually spent more money on marijuana enforcement in his first four years than Bush and Clinton combined. But that's a different story. But Barr is certainly no friend of the marijuana user, quite the opposite. He is a prohibitionist. And during the hearing, he said that he thinks it would be a mistake to back off on federal marijuana laws. He said, we either should have a federal law that prohibits marijuana everywhere, which I would support myself because I think it's a mistake to back off from marijuana. If we want a federal approach, if we want states to have their own laws, let's get there and let's get there the right way. Okay, I word salad, right? And this is the funniest part of this. He said he he would support a federal law that prohibits marijuana everywhere. Uh, Willie, there is a federal law that prohibits marijuana everywhere. We've had prohibition for a long time. That's the federal law. I mean, that's the law of the land, right? The problem for Barr and all of his fellow drug warriors is that. States started ignoring federal prohibition back in 1996 when California legalized medical marijuana. And despite the aggressive federal efforts to clamp down that I mentioned, the movement quickly grew. 
So if Barr is so gung-ho on prohibition, why not crack down? I mean, why not maintain Sessions' policy of enforcement? In fact, why not double down? Let's force the states into submission. Well, he knows he can't. The feds can't do it without state and local cooperation. The Department of Justice doesn't have the personnel or resources to enforce prohibition alone. Barr just might be marginally smarter than Sessions because he seems to at least see reality staring him in the face. You know, this whole issue of enforcement, it's interesting. You can go back to the year that Colorado legalized marijuana. And right before it was supposed to go into effect, the federal government, the DEA, came rushing in and they had this huge raid. Uh, They raided a bunch of medical marijuana dispensaries. And basically, it was a show of force. It was basically the Fed saying, we're still in charge here, by golly. And they made a big deal about it, about how it was the biggest enforcement effort ever and whatnot and so forth. They shut down 12 medical marijuana dispensaries out of about 400 in the entire state of Colorado. In fact, we actually did the math. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but just just to give you a general idea, it would cost like almost the entire DEA budget to shut down all of the uh, medical marijuana dispensaries that existed in just Denver at that time. They do not have the personnel and resources. And the fact of the matter is the marijuana genie is not ever going to go back into the bottle. Barr knows it. Hell, everybody knows it. So what Barr really meant when he rambled about a federal approach is that even though he doesn't like it, Congress might as well go ahead and just legalize cannabis at the federal level because that's the current situation, practically speaking. Prohibition's on the books, but it's unenforceable in practice. It would be just as well if Congress went ahead and made it official. At least then, Barr wouldn't have to answer questions about it, and he wouldn't have to worry about it, and he wouldn't have to feel all conflicted inside because I really should be enforcing this law, and I really like this law, but I can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. So Barr called the current system backdoor nullification. At the Tenth Amendment Center, we call it nullification in practice and effect. That's what really matters here. And I think it's just really funny. It, it, it cracks me up seeing the drug warriors scrambling, trying to figure out what to do now that the states have effectively made prohibition useless. Ultimately, what they're going to do is they're going to do exactly what they did with hemp. They're going to admit that they can't enforce it, and they're going to legalize it at the, at the federal level. And then we'll have everybody patting themselves on the back going, look what we did. We, we created more freedom, and, and they'll take credit for it, and everybody will be uh, you know, cheerleading some dumb D.C. politician. It would never happen if the states hadn't acted first. Here's the bottom line. Nullification works. Even the drug warriors know it. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. If you are free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at 10th Amendmentcenter.com. You can follow me at mmeharry10, that's 10th, on Twitter. You can subscribe to the podcast over at iTunes. That's it. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.